Welcome to GoodBuddy's Market Pulse Update for 30th of August. Every Monday, we provide a concise overview of the key themes driving financial markets and investor decisions around the world. We're joined today by research analyst Frank Murray. Hi, Frank. You're very welcome this morning. Frank, China has been, I suppose, hitting the headlines a lot uh, due to these regulatory crackdowns, and it's been impacting market sentiment a lot. And I know you've been talking to some of your um, investment experts in the region. Can you just give us a little bit of context about what's going on? Yeah, good good morning, Sarah. So I think uh, the first thing that we need to understand uh, when it comes to China is is President Xi's policy goal of common prosperity. So he wants to reduce the inequality across China. At the same time, he's extremely concerned about the low birth rate in the country. So despite reversing that one child policy in 2016, the birth rate has continued to move lower. And, And both of these issues are linked. Uh, and they also have serious implications for both the private education sector and for the Internet sector. So starting with the education sector, one of the reasons for the lower birth rate has been the costs involved in raising a family in China in recent years. So whether it's higher property costs, higher health insurance costs or, or higher education costs. So by banning the all the for profit education activities, that should help to reduce the extra costs. The parents kind of felt pressured into paying just so their kids could keep up with their peers. The secondary effect here is that the kids had been dropping out of school because of the pressure that they were being put under to achieve academically and and less after school tutorials should help reduce that dropout rate. The tech implications are a bit more complex and and the drivers are a bit more extensive. The main reasons, though, come down to, to firstly national security. So they want to be able to control the data that some of these companies are collecting and ensure that the certain sensitive data isn't being passed over to those that shouldn't have access to it. The the second thing then is financial stability. So the likes of Tencent, which are providing consumers with access to credit, poses greater financial risks. Thirdly, then social mobility. So this relates to the, the income inequality part, which I've already touched on. So President Xi wants to make sure the big tech companies aren't adding to income inequality which could mean in time better better labor conditions for employees, whether it's better pay, reduced hours or or better benefits like like health insurance, for example, all of which will increase increase the costs for these companies. And the final point then is just on on China wanting to become self-reliant in critical areas such as batteries, electric vehicles, AI and, and biotech, to name a few examples. So China's policies will be hugely focused on developing these areas and less so on things like like social technologies. The net effect of all of these means that the Internet stocks will face increased regulation, higher costs, lower returns on invested capital. And for the companies that are not focused on the areas that China views as strategically important, it means making more investment in these areas, or if not, then making donations to state-backed initiatives that are focused on these areas, which is an unfavorable investment environment, to say the least. And just, I suppose, to to follow up to that, Frank, is it just to think about Internet stocks and and education teams or or could this spread to sort of other sectors? Well, I I think it could definitely spread to to other sectors. If I take the uh, if I go back to the first couple of points on on common prosperity and, and the birth rate, any area where the cost to the middle class consumer is too large, 
where the profits of a of a company are too high or where the activity encourages kids to drop it drop out of school is in scope here so so that means property companies health insurance companies pharma companies and even gaming companies with the effect that they have on kids president g also wants people to do more sport and exercise which has resulted in a significant outperformance of the likes of li nang which is a chinese sportswear company and the underperformance of some of the luxury goods companies, although the managers that we're invested with do still hold some luxury goods companies in the portfolio. Right now, the, the managers are concentrating on areas in China that aren't going to be targeted by regulation, areas that could help the middle class consumer. So, so things like home improvement, for example. In, in terms of the broader region, then other countries might be affected in some areas where China is going to be making significant investment. And in doing so, increasing the competition. But I think the largest companies will continue to dominate. It's the smaller ones that are likely to be more at risk. Overall, though, that there's definitely a bias away from China among the managers that we invest with. And just to conclude, then, is this a, is there opportunity here? Will you be increasing exposure to, to Asia as you talk to the, the managers that you're dealing with? Well, I think in the short term, we won't be increasing exposure. And, and, and the first thing to note is that the equity risk premium has just gone up for a lot of these Chinese companies because of the elevated regulatory risks. The second point is that the valuation of the Internet companies has already come down. But if we look at previous sectors that were transformed by increased regulation in the past, and by that I mean the telcos in the 2000s and the banks in the 2010s, in both cases, the derating took years. So the Internet names could yet derate further. Thirdly, and this is sort of related to sentiment, in terms of whether earnings forecasts have adjusted for this lower profitability outlook, and this is from the end of July now, but the Bloomberg, as of the end of July, for the four largest Internet names in China, so that's Alibaba, Mechuan, JD.com and Tencent, there were cumulatively 229 buy recommendations, 13 holds and no sells from analysts. So it doesn't feel like the sell side analysts have adjusted their numbers yet. In terms of when the right time might come, you know, we think it's going to be when the noise from Beijing starts to die down. Uh, then you can get a little bit more comfortable. So when companies start to increase buybacks and, and dividends, that's when you know the companies can deploy capital to increase returns to shareholders as opposed to funding projects that will only reduce returns to shareholders just to keep the authorities happy. In, in the short term, though, the, the sell-off could continue. In, in terms of our own positioning, although we did increase our exposure to emerging markets earlier in the year, our exposure is still very low. Uh, we'll be watching the region closely, but we're happy with our position for now, given the heightened uncertainty regarding earnings, valuation and centre. Thank you, Frank. We'll be watching this closely. Uh, that concludes this week's episode of Market Pulse. For further news and analysis on markets, financial planning and investments, please go to gobbity.ie forward slash insights.